0: Welcome to HIPAA Connects, where we give a voice to those battling complex illnesses, challenging medical conditions or rare diseases, and the healthcare providers who treat them and the support system that nurtures and sustains them. Hello and welcome to this edition of the HIPRA Connects Podcast. My name is Dr. Janice McRae and I'm a founder and CEO of Next State International. Our product HIPRA is a web-based and mobile knowledge sharing tool for healthcare providers. Today we are very pleased to have with us Dr. Danielle McCamy, and we are pleased to have her share some insights with us in terms of what nurse practitioners do and what her organization does. So welcome, Dr. McCammie. May I call you, Danielle? Yes, please. Thank you. Thank you. So would you, we'll start with, would you please tell us something about yourself? Yes,
1: absolutely. And thank you so much for this opportunity to share time, space, and energy with you. It's such an honor. Uh, A little bit about me, I always say when people ask about me, what do you do, what are you interested in? I say, um, at this point in my life, I am a builder of communities that create opportunities. Mm -hmm. Uh, Throughout my career, I've always managed to identify gaps in care, gaps in the nursing profession and fill them up with um, different opportunities and communities that help bridge some of those gaps. and. My life's work right now is within my nonprofit, DMPs of Color, where we are a group of um, nurses of color that are focused on um, building community that creates opportunities through networking, mentorship and advocacy with the ultimate goal of diversifying nursing practice. And so that's where a lot of my work is, my passion is, and um, the ability to make an impact in um, advancing health equity. Um, But in my day job, I serve as the assistant dean for clinical practice and relationships at the Johns Hopkins School of Nursing, and I also still practice as an acute care nurse practitioner for a surgical critical care team for a hospital in DC.
0: You are one busy lady. (laughs) Yes. Wow, that's fantastic. So, um, let's start with building community, and you talked about the gaps. Can you ex- elaborate on that? Yeah, definitely. So, speaking specifically
1: to my nonprofit DMPs of color. So, when I came up with this group idea, I was going through my uh, doctoral nursing practice program at a predominantly white institution. And at the time I was the only black woman in my cohort of scholars. And so I felt isolated and alone because of um, my unique lived experience. And then um, being the first in my family pursuing doctoral studies, there was a certain weight of expectation to succeed, to be the best, to do um, well beyond what's expected of me. And that put a lot of pressure And in the institution that I was in, not that I didn't feel supported or validated, it just, I've just felt different. When speaking to my other cohort mates, they were getting offered different opportunities that I didn't get offered from funding to presenting and various academic support. So anyways, long story short, I created a Facebook group trying to reach out to others that have this experience of going to a um, predominantly white institution, getting their doctoral studies. And so I created the Facebook group and it grew exponentially beyond my wildest expectations. Mm. And in, in that group, we shared a lot of stories of healing of support. We also shared networking secrets because at the doctoral level, it really Elevates you to a different level, especially within nursing, and you get the opportunity to kind of mingle with different people that you wouldn't have mingled with as an entry to practice nurse. (laughs) And so, understanding how to navigate those different landscapes, we helped each other in supporting how to. Basically, I call it uh understand and, and share some of the game, the game secrets. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
1: Um who to who to speak to, how to speak to them, who to politic with, who to name drop, those kind of things. And so when I step back and look at DMPs of color, we are the only organization currently in nursing that focuses on this group of nursing professionals. And that can, is
0: Can you explain? Sorry. I'm sorry, can you yeah. go ahead explain? exactly what DMP stands for. Yes, definitely. And, and Get into that. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, please. Yeah, so so, so, what I was saying is
1: um, we're the only uh, group that supports this group of professionals, nurses of color, that have their DMP, and DMP stands for Doctor of Nursing Practice, and the Doctorate in Nursing Practice is the terminal clinical practice degree where um, nurses go back to get this terminal degree. And it's similar to how uh, MD is a doctorate in medicine. It's a clinical practice doctorate. So Mm -hmm. I have the top of the education and my education um, is based in nursing practice. So DMP is a doctorate in nursing practice.
0: Outstanding, outstanding. So your group really helps to build a community Mm -hmm. to further excellence mm-hmm. in, in the field of nursing for those who have gone on to get their doctorate in nursing. Yes. And you really want them to have to feel really comfortable in mm-hmm. practicing their craft yes. and in a way that's optimized, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So how does can you talk about fulfilling the gaps in healthcare mm-hmm. And how you guys a- address that issue?
1: Mm -hmm. So with our mission, our our main pillars and how we uh, look to diversify the nursing workforce is through networking, because we all know your net worth is directly tied to your ability to network and who's in your network. So with this group of professionals, because we're highly educated with our doctorate, it puts us at different tables to have a different voice And those voices at these tables tend to be where the decisions are being made, where the policies are being created, where the legislation is being presented, where the decisions are being made around curriculum, around clinical practice. So leveraging DMP prepared nurses through networking to build this network to make an impact on a structural level. And then our second pillar of our mission is mentorship. Mentorship is literally the key to success in anything in life. And so we understand the value of having mentorship, whether it's peer-to-peer or some sort of structured mentorship program, because when you are aligned with someone that has uh, has the same skill set, knowledge, um, expertise, um, they can help shape and mold and tap whatever potential that you might have to get you to the next level. And then the third pillar of our mission is advocacy. Advocacy is one of the um, foundational principles in nursing um, flat out. And so with advocacy in particular to our group, um, especially since we represent diverse communities, diverse people from diverse backgrounds, it's important to have this level of, um, a profession, professionals that identify as people of color to have their voice amplified because we all know that the literature supports that when there's diversity in the room it literally saves lives so amplifying these voices and the unique experiences and unique challenges and also the unique opportunities that we can contribute value to advancing health equity is paramount and so with DMPs of color, as I mentioned, our pillars are networking, mentorship, and advocacy. We really um, develop programming that support those pillars to push the mission to diversify the nursing profession, which ultimately advances health equity.
0: you You mentioned diversity in the room saves lives. Mm-hmm. Can you explore that so people know what you mean by that? Mm-hmm. And so, diversity in the room saves lives, especially
1: in healthcare. In healthcare, it's been, it's, it's been well documented, especially with um, maternal health outcomes. That just simply having a person of color in the room while women of color are laboring and, and delivering have better um, outcomes for mom and baby. Mm-hmm. It's also well documented that when diverse communities have diverse healthcare providers that look like them they're more likely to adhere to their treatment plans and um, ultimately have better healthcare outcomes because there's that sense of trust and understanding of the community the culture the language and how to speak to their needs to their understanding
0: that's fascinating and it's very yeah. important to know that and you know, we we're trying to provide a showcase for the healthcare community to come mm-hmm. and share um, insights. One of the things that we focus on is rare diseases or challenging mm-hmm. medical conditions. Um, have you guys addressed any of that in in your in your organization, particularly for? minority communities where the healthcare access Mm -hmm. is not as prevalent as it may be in other communities. Can you talk a little bit about that?
1: Yeah, sure. So specifically as an organization, we haven't um, made it part of um, our strategic goals. However, within the community, there are scholars and clinicians that are focusing on diseases-specific to um, minority populations. And Mm -hmm. some of those tend to be either chronic or rare conditions. And so having the space like DMPs of Color to help foster their level of knowledge, understanding, and um, expansion of their scholarship helps contribute to the literature that can help contribute to the evidence to help care for those that have um, chronic and rare conditions, specifically in the minority communities.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes, that, that that makes sense, and hopefully that will expand mm-hmm. as we get more uh, minorities and people of color and mis or under- underrepresented people
1: mm-hmm. in the
0: healthcare field. Mm-hmm. W- what challenges do your your members face? Oh um, or you know, mm-hmm. I know there are many many challenges mm-hmm. um, post pandemic, even. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you want to talk a bit about either nursing in general, or nurse practitioners? What Mm -hmm. kind of challenges do you face? What would you like people to know? So for the community,
1: you know, broadly, because a lot of us identify as, um, excuse me, people of color, um, there's always the racism that looms, um, that creates lots of exclusion, um, trauma, and um, stress. So that, that's that's always ongoing. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, you know, other, other challenges that the community faces, um, specifically with those that have DMPs, because the DMP degree is somewhat of a newer terminal degree within nursing, there's thoughts around not really understanding the value that those that have the DMP degree can contribute to nursing practice. So with DMPs of color, we're looking to essentially standardize that understanding of excellence that those that have their doctorate in nursing practice can bring to clinical practice because one of the unique things about those that are DMP prepared is that a lot of folks are still practicing at the bedside and have an understanding of what clinical practice looks like today and because of the way we're educated one of the foundational um pieces of uh, our DMP education is grounded in quality improvement, performance improvement, and evidence-based practice, translational science research. So we have the ability to create these um, PI and QI projects within whatever um, area that we're working to find ways to improve the way the care is being delivered, which ultimately translates into more positive patient outcomes. Mm -hmm. And so having both of those skill sets really gives us that um, duality to be able to bridge some of those gaps that might be in clinical practice and also might be in the literature and in evidence-based practice uh, as well.
0: It's interesting you should mention that um, because our research shows as well that collaborative interactions really help patient outcomes. And so that's one reason why we're trying to build a collaborative technology. How do you see technology impacting nursing in the next few years? And do you see a collaborative technology being important? What do you see? Because AI and everything is right Mm -hmm. out is being implemented.
1: Absolutely. Do you have
0: any perspective on that? I
1: think that nursing, for the most part, has been good at evolving and involving technology Mm -hmm. in some way, shape, or form from the way we've been educated to how we practice. I think that with COVID, it really accelerated from like most of all of us, accelerated the dependency and understanding of the importance of leveraging technology for efficiency, for accessibility, for um visibility. Um, so there's there's tons of value that came out of COVID that really underscored the importance of um technology. And I think that with um AI and Chat GPT and all these different metaverse and virtual reality, is really going to be instrumental in helping us um change the way we educate and also learn within mm-hmm. nursing and beyond. And uh I welcome it actually because I feel like it speaks to today's generation that has grown up in technology and um mm-hmm. and helps speak to their um level of understanding and um and then fostering ways to be creative so that we can. Explore the best use of it, the most ethical use of it, so that we can really impact health outcomes.
0: That sounds like you guys are ready for whatever comes along in terms of <laughs> technology. You're embracing that's wonderful. Is do you see that in the nursing community in general? Is there a reluctance? Is there openness to the upcoming technology? Because it's going to happen. What's your, what are your mm-hmm. impressions? I think that there's always going to be two camps, right? The early
1: adopters, the late adopters, Mm. and the, well, I guess three camps, the no (laughs) adopters. But I think that the early adopters are really going to drive everyone else to adopt it. And I I really believe that there's a place for it. And and it's demonstrated there's a place for it. And institutions are really making pushes to incorporate it more within curriculums, within clinical practice. (laughs)
0: Excellent. Excellent. And that's, that's a very, really important because the ultimate goal, of course, is enhancing patient care and patient mm-hmm. outcomes. Yes. Mm-hmm. So um, one of the things that I wanted to ask you is what was that experience like in terms of getting your doctorate in nursing because people may be listening to this podcast, who May feel like, oh, I can't do that; Um, it's beyond my reach. How how would you encourage young people who may be interested in going in that direction? What kinds of qualifications? What what do they need in terms of um, personal commitment? Mm -hmm. Can you share a bit about that?
1: Yeah, sure. I'm always an advocate for advancing and getting additional education. If you have the time, if you have the means, and most importantly, the support to get you through, going back to get your terminal degree is not easy. I think that they call it terminal for a reason, (laughs) Um, but a lot of us survive, so that's good. But I think that those that are thinking about going back to get their doctorate and specifically to the, the DMP, I would say go. And obviously, I'm I'm very partial, but also understanding the landscape of nursing is requiring more deeper knowledge, more expansive um, understanding, and more scholar scholarly um, uh, um, knowledge to be applied to today's healthcare and our, our communities because the complexities in care and chronic conditions is increasing exponentially, and I think having that. Additional layer of education is paramount to help improve and impact healthcare outcomes. But my advice would be like I said, go. And if you can find someone to pay for the education, that's even better but also making sure that it aligns with your ultimate goals. And so I always encourage people to think about what's your end goal? Like, what do you want to be when you grow up? And sometimes I ask mm-hmm. myself, that all <laughs> what do I want to be when I grow up? But no, really, it really uh, sitting, ta- sitting down and reflecting on, you know, what are your goals? What's the impact you want to make? What's the legacy you want to live and also leave um, when your time here is up? So I always encourage people to think about the end, think about your mission in life, and what legacy you want to live and leave when it's time for you to um, make your transition.
0: I think that's very, very supportive and um, very much needed. It's it's not easy, but it can be done.
1: Uh huh. Absolutely.
0: Um, I just have a, a couple more uh-huh. questions. Can you, first of all, could you please tell us? How to contact if, if someone wants to talk to you about DMPs of color, how to contact your organization, you want to give your website. Yeah, or...
1: absolutely. Go
0: ahead. Yeah, we're on all major social media outlets, and mm-hmm.
1: our website is dnpsofcolor.org. So that's DNPS. O-F-C-O-L-O-R.org. And we're also on Instagram, Twitter, and our handle is at dnpsofcolor. You can always Google and find us and um, follow us. We are in the um, 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 final stages of transitioning to an official membership-based organization. So we always ask people to follow us to get updates once that is officially
0: launched. Wonderful, wonderful. And is there anything else you would like to share that you would like our listening audience to know about what your efforts are or anything else that you you'd like for the community to know about? Um, I don't think anything
1: necessary to know, but I always like closing out just putting out a call to action for people to really Find time to reflect on their life's work, their life's mission, and also be encouraged that it doesn't have to be something as grandiose as getting a Pulitzer Prize, but what things really set your soul on fire? What things you find really bring you joy, really bring you passion that you're passionate about? And start you know, creating space and to align yourself with those things to help you discover your mission. And then really think about the legacy you wanna live. If someone gave me that piece, it's like, when I asked what legacy you wanna leave, they're like, well, I wanna live my legacy and then leave it. So I've changed my, my closing talk to saying, you know, making sure that you're living your legacy that you wanna leave. So challenging people to discover their passion, purpose, their mission and the legacy they want to live
0: and be. I love that. I love that. I think that's beautifully said. And I want to thank you so much, Dr. Danielle McCamey, for coming on. Thank you. And, and sharing your insights with us about the process of becoming um, a DNB, a doctor of nurse Practitioning, and your insights into the struggles that go along with that, but also the value in bringing along others who may have that as a goal. We really appreciate your, your comments and your insights. um, And wish you lots of good luck with your nonprofit. And hopefully you'll join us again soon. Thank you so much. You're welcome.